Now entering Nerdist.com. True it with a guy named Kevin. True it and this other guy Steve. True it from the TV and the movies and now this podcast stream. True it, they're gonna get chewy. True it, they might even get me. True it, but they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. <laughs> I can't even tell if we do it right anymore. Like, I can't even remember how we started. How long have we been doing this fucking podcast? Uh, a couple, a while, a couple of years now. How many episodes do we have under our belt? I think this is like 129, maybe? Jeez. This is the 129th episode? Jesus. Is that Cray? That's like Cray Cray. That's like Robert Cray. People are, like, keeping up? or Like, my brother's a pretty faithful listener. He's like, I, I'm, I'm behind. Okay. But I guess it doesn't matter. People can just check in, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. fucking matter. It doesn't matter. Like, if somebody's listening to this thing... Yeah. yeah, they're caught up. Yeah. If they're not, who gives a shit? They yeah. don't fucking they'll know. They'll catch up at some point. Yeah. What then do they at some know? point, they'll come to this thing and be like, oh, and now I am caught up. They won't realize right. I was talking about them. Right. Like, they're the fucking right. dick. I'm talking about you. Yeah. What, do you, what were you chewing on? Uh, I was chewing on a burger. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I had a burger. Because I had one today. today. You did? I had you, one yesterday. I had a great one today. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. What, did you make it? No. Oh, okay. No. I, was, I bought it. Oh, okay. Cooked. Oh, at a at store. At a place that serves food. Okay, at a food store? At a, uh, at a look. <laughs> not a food store, but I, I suppose it is a Did food they call store. call it a restaurant, right? A food store? It actually wasn't a restaurant. Oh, it wasn't? Okay. No. Uh, I was at a, uh, a club. Oh. A tennis club. I see. All right, what was, were you eating? You know what I was eating? What? Mustache hair. Okay, okay. Look at that thing. You know what I'm talking about? Look at that thing. I got mustache hair in my mouth all the time now. Yeah, because I grow in a mustache. Yeah, same shit, different day though, Kev. Right? No, I don't know. I, I I feel like I got a lot of mustache in my mouth. Uh, you know, that's that's the uh, that's the Kevin Heffernan autobiography right there. Yeah, got a lot of mustache in my mouth. Got a lot of mustache in my mouth. Yeah, uh, how's it looking? You know, like shit, but like not as <laughs> not as shitty as your the one you grew for the first one. Right. Like you've, it seems like you've matured. Like you've got more hair holes. Thanks, man. Like you're more uh, pubescent. Thank you. I've grown up a little bit. Yeah, like maybe you've got more testosterone now. Yeah. I think you've doubled the amount of uh, mustache hairs you've got. I think so. So we've got our mustaches. I, yeah. I posted a uh, a photo of my mustache yesterday on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Like 185 favorites. Oh, really? People yeah. really like that. I think Jay did it the other day, too. Yeah. Um, but yours is like it's looking decent. good, looking thick. I, I, I could film right now, I think. Sure. Actually, no. Uh, another week and I'll, I'll I could film that. right now. Yeah, you could. I don't have to worry about it. What yeah, do I think? What the fuck I actually, do I worry about? I actually don't like that your mustache is better than it used to be. <laughs> I'm not saying it's great. I'm just saying it's right. like it's thicker than it used to be. I guess so. I don't know. Like I used to like how how sparse and shitty it was. Now it's slightly thicker. Well, I think maybe it's always always the same way, but you just think that. I mean, it's still shitty. Okay. Um, we got a couple things to plug here. We got a plug. Uh, we got a comedy show coming up. Yep. Yeah, we do. Very excited. Uh, uh, we're going back on the road, man. Not really on the road, but it's nearby. Well, but we haven't done shows in a while. We're taking. I'm a excited to get, to get out there again. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Great. And what a nice, what a nice uh, show to start on. It is. We're gonna be in Santa Barbara mm-hmm. on October 10th. Yeah. Saturday, October 10th, for the Santa Barbara LOL Comedy Festival. LOL. Yeah. And it's at the Libero Theater. And for tickets, you go to lolcomedyfestival.com. Like, laugh out loud. LOL. lolcomedyfestival.com. And um, uh, Lemmy Heffernan. On stage again. I'm, ex- I'm really excited. I am, too. We put things on hiatus uh, uh, 
for the pilot that we shot last year, uh, beginning of the year, and then the uh, Super Troopers build up. Well, we had the Indiegogo. Yeah. Campaign that right. was a month long thing. We couldn't right. do anything there, and so we kind of pushed everything off. So now we got to get back out there again. We canceled stuff back in November. I know we didn't, we didn't know when we were shooting. Yeah, because yeah. we were supposed to shoot back in November. Yeah. And so, uh, True Crew, it's been a while. Come out and see us, Santa Barbara, Saturday, October tenth, eight p.m. The LOL Comedy Festival at the Libero Theater, LOLComedyFestival.com. I mean, the last time we performed was actually in San Diego, I believe. Almost a year uh, ago. It was around right? Christmas time. Yeah. 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 In December. Yeah. And That's uh, Cray. It's it's super Cray. Robert Cray? Isn't that what you said? It, I did say that. Um, okay. Now, the other thing we need to do... Do it. ...is that we have to tell you that this week's episode of Chewing It Mm-mm. is brought to you by DraftKings.com. Yeah. I'm mad at them. It's fantasy football time. Why? What, what? Uh, you know that I auditioned for a DraftKings commercial. Oh, that's right. That's right. And uh, they are all over the place, those commercials. They are all On over TV, the place. On TV, like with uh, a different person doing the voiceover yeah, than you had hoped. Well, the, the one that I auditioned for, the guy who got it was Ed Norton. Yeah. So, and I hear his voice all over those things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, un- it's unmistakable. And the thing is that, like, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, look, it, it works. So as- you actually went in and into the booth and auditioned. I went that's, to, that's to my agency, okay. the, the creative artist agency. Okay, and you laid it down. Yeah, it was my first uh, voice audition for them because I just okay. I only new agency, right? Okay, uh, joined them, and um, yeah, they were like, "Okay, this is great." I was excited. I was like, "DraftKings." I went. The first thing I said, I was like, "They advertise uh, right. on our website, on our on our podcast." <laughs> right, right. And I was like, "Make sure to tell them that." She's like, "Oh, I will." They were really excited to have you come in. I was like, "Oh, cool. They must they must know that." Right. That's very nice of them. Yeah, and then um, and then so I did it. Like, <laughs> I actually felt like. I wasn't getting the proper direction, like the and and also the copy. It said, "We period are period draft, or this period is period draft period kings period." Right. I thought it was like this is draft kings. Okay. And she was like, "Read it like um like Vince Vaughn rally speech," <laughs> and like you know like how Vince Vaughn. Now like, who said that to you? The. The agent, okay, CAA, your agent, okay, respectfully. It wasn't DraftKings because we're not we're not sitting here knocking DraftKings. No, right? we're not knocking DraftKings. <laughs> Although I'm mad at them though, because okay. then. But I realized what happened. It's it's what you do in the movies, sure, where you put out a, a big offer to a celebrity, right? Ed Norton, Ed Norton, and then yeah. you are also simultaneously reading your auditioning actors for the same role, sure. In case you don't get them, sure, you still know who's out there, right? That's what they were doing. Uh, yeah, it was Ed Norton's all along. Yeah, he was just negotiating. Yeah, it was his to lose. Yeah, and uh, he didn't lose it. Do you think he's a fantasy football player? I don't see him as one. Do you think he is? Um, that's a really good He's question. a great actor. I don't know if he's a fantasy football player or not. I'll tell you what. I could kick his ass in fantasy football. You probably could. Although, it's interesting because uh, this is this is now relevant to you, this DraftKings.com uh, uh, ad, because you are not, you are not doing well. Uh, better than you, motherfucker. <laughs> that's not true. Uh, you're in last place in our league. Uh, well. Or you're about to be. We all were. I thought we were all tied for last place. Oh. Uh, I'm not about to be. I'm going to win this weekend. Are you, you're going to win in, in my... Uh, yeah, in our league. You're down by 40 points. I know. I got Jamal Charles, and I got uh, Cobb, Cobb yeah, going right. uh, uh, Monday night. By the time this thing comes out... We'll know. We'll know whether I failed or I succeeded. That's a, actually a great thing. Like After tomorrow night's game, right. Monday Night Football... When I edit this part out... 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're braggadocio. <laughs> right. Although it's funny, though, because uh, so true crew, what happened in our, in our league, in which I'm the two-time back-to-back uh, reigning uh, defending champion, <laughs> uh, uh, I dropped, in frustration, I dropped Frank Gore. Yeah, it was a, it was a uh, rash uh, drop. I'm a hot-headed Latino, dude. Yeah. I mean, Frank Gore played against... The, probably the two best rushing defenses the first week, two weekends. Frankly, he did. Yeah, and then boom, you dropped him. But I feel like you always pick up my rash drops. I do. I do occasionally pick up your rash drops. Yes, I pick up anyone's rash drops. I know, but you're the only person who seems to pick up my rash drops. Anyway, who gives a shit? That's what we need to talk about here. Yeah, go. Draft okay, these. because your season-long fantasy football team it may be going strong, not yours. No, nope. mine in a few leagues I'm all right, but mm. but you don't have to wait until week 16 to get paid. Put your fantasy skills to the test every week this season at DraftKings.com, mm. America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. Mm. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. You got an injured player? Mm-hmm. No problem. Oh, man. Right? Like Roethlisberger's your quarterback? Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Who else went down this week? Uh, but, Marco Murray uh, pulled his hamstring in practice. Sure, he didn't play. Breeze didn't play. Yeah, a couple, I mean, a lot of guys have been going down. Right. You know, Tony Romo went down last week. That's the annoying thing, but that's the good thing about DraftKings.com, right? Oh, I love this. Like, if you have Roethlisberger, yeah, that sounds like, and you're fucked because you're you lose him, and you're bummed out in your league, you can go play daily fantasy at DraftKings.com. So you got an injured player, Lemmy. You're having a shitty uh, uh, week, a shitty season, like you are. No problem. New season every week, so you're never stuck with the same players. Get this. DraftKings is crowning a new millionaire every week this season. Man. You know who's probably a new millionaire right now? Ed Norton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. DraftKings sure. crowned Ed Norton probably really? a new millionaire. You know what I'm saying, bro? Maybe when I, when I, probably I, gave him stock. You know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> okay, you could turn your love of football into a life-changing payday. Pick your players, pile up the points, pick up your cash. That's it. You have never experienced football like this before, Steve. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Oh, that was, and then I had to end my audition with that. Welcome to, the, oh, that's it. Welcome to the big time. Oh, okay. You used to throw periods into all? It, it, they threw in the copy. There was a period between each oh, word. This Welcome doesn't have that. Welcome to the big time. I think I deliver it great. You did deliver. Welcome it. to the big time. Welcome wow. to the big time. You actually look like, I mean, you look like Ditka right now. You Thanks, look like a Chicago. Thanks. Guy. Put some gum in the mouth. Yeah. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code CHEW, C H E W, to play for free. For a shot at $1 million in this week's Millionaire Maker event. Enter C-H-E-W. Chew. For free entry now, only at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. Seriously, like DraftKings, they have to... They get their money's worth. I mean, like, for the cost of, like, uh, one piece of copy, they're getting an infomercial here. They are. Because we're fantasy football guys. Yeah. Okay. I got something to say. Uh, In the topic... Uh, oh, I was going to tell you my phone, my oh, yeah, story. Yeah, tell me. Huh? I got a good story. Okay, oh, do it, do it. A couple weeks ago, uh, my daughter smashed her fo- phone or whatever, yeah. and uh, I, I kind of gave her a little bit of shit. You know, it's like, I've never, I've never done that to a phone, and I've had phones for 20 years, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So. Uh, but you also didn't have a phone when you were 11. True. But the phone, my phone got smashed yesterday. <laughs> okay. I'm so excited to hear this <laughs> And so I immediately had to go get a new phone. But it was her birthday a couple weeks ago. We had the birthday party yesterday. Mm-hmm. We went to a um, like a go kart place. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, it's like ten 
you know, girls, like 12-year-old girls, mm-hmm. uh, me, my wife, my, my son, whatever. And so uh, we get we, – we have the whole track ourselves. Mm. We get there, the whole track. Because uh, you rented it out? No, no, no. Just uh, we got there. It wasn't that full. And then uh, just by our numbers, we were able to take up okay. uh, uh, one turn on the track, all of us. Mm. We were the only ones in the cars on the track. That's fun. So uh, we get on the track, we're, we're driving, and I don't, I don't fit in those. Uh, I don't fit in those cars very well. Really? Yeah. Like I, and it's not even, it's not even width. It's length. Like, like I'm, tr- like I try to squeeze my legs in, and and like you're trying to, to get your feet to the pedals, sure. but your knees are way up in the air. Sure. So my shorts and my knees were kind of up in the air, you know. Okay. And I'm sure the the car itself is now is actually scraping the ground. Yeah. Like but the frame. I was tearing it up though. Okay. And I'm pa- I was passing those little kids like crazy. So like the go kart crazy. is flying with you in it. Yeah. And I'm zipping around, and I get like, and I'm laughing. I'm passing kids. I get all the way around like one full rotation, <laughs> and I drive, and I see uh, a cell phone on the track. Yeah. And I'm like, who the fucks dropped their cell phone on the track? What the <laughs> fuck? And I laugh, and I keep driving, and then I get like halfway around the track, and I think, holy shit. I think that may have been my cell phone. <laughs> and I start feeling my pockets. I can't feel it, but I can't get to my pockets because I'm so stuffed into this fucking go-kart that I can't get to my pockets to see if it really is my phone. <laughs> right. And you can't, you know, whatever. I'm in the thing. I'm going around the thing. So I get all the way around the track, and I get, and I forgot where I saw it. And then sure. I get to the point where I see it, and I'm going by, and I goes, I'm like, fuck yeah, that's my cell phone. And I go around again because I can't stop. So I, Wait, I get, why can't you say you can't hit the brakes? Well, no, because there's cars coming on the uh, yeah, it's like the freeway on the thing, you know. And I'm like, and you can't reverse. Like I go past it, you can't turn around and go back. Couldn't you have like slowed down, like a slow approach? Okay, so what happens is I didn't know where it was, and I and I get around and I confirm that's my cell phone. Okay. Now I got to go all the way around again, sure, and come back and come back. So third rotation, I get back there. Wait, what's going on in your mind right now? Are you thinking you're going to stop and get it, or are you going to do a moving pickup because you're still competitive? Moving pickup. Okay. <laughs> moving pickup. Not gotta, not not like a fast one, but like a very slow. You got to beat those kids. Yeah. So I, I come around again, and I do and I do a slow, and I get it, and I uh, pick it up, and it's fucking shattered. Like the gorilla glass is fucking shattered, right? Yeah. And I get, and so I'm bummed out. We get around the thing, and we get back to the pit stop, and my kids are all there, and they're laughing. It's like, Dad, Dad, your phone was on the track. Your phone was on the track. And I was like, yeah. And then they're like, we all ran over it. <laughs> so from their perspective, Dicks. as they're going around, Dicks. they're running over my phone on purpose. They think it's hilarious. They think it's hilarious. <laughs> and they're running over my phone. And uh, it got cr- absolutely crunched. Kids are dicks. Absolutely crunched. Kids don't know fucking shit. They, they thought it was the funniest thing in the world. It's like funny. Swerving to hit my phone. That's and, what they were doing. And it's like, you know, and if they missed it, they're like, oh, man. Yeah. Like they wanted to fucking crush that. Thing. Yeah. And my son said, what my son said, though, was what, the reason why he couldn't pick it up. <laughs> he said, because he tried to, but they were going so fast. Yeah. That when he put his hand down to pick up the phone. Yeah. It caused sparks. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> liar! Off his hand because no. his go kart was going so fast. Holy shit! You know you got to give the kid credit though. <laughs> He's got a good imagination. So that my cell phone got crushed. I had to go get a new Old cell phone. Fucking metal hand Heffernan. Yeah. Okay, so that's my f- phone story. I won't take up any I love more time it. with you because you're you know the story of the father son uh, fantasy football league is pretty fucking funny too. Oh, do you want you want that story? I too? do. I do. 
Uh, <laughs> this happened last week. So just get back to fantasy football. What happened was my kid, who's uh, seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and a liar. And a liar. And uh, he's seven years old. And he's kind of like kind or he's of got a just kind of getting this to know football, but not really. He didn't really give a shit. But he knows the fantasy football thing of it, and I think he thinks of it as a like a video game, like it's a computer game to him, and he loves video games, so sure. it's, I think it's to him that's what it is, you know. Yeah. And so he said, "I want to play fantasy football. I want to play fantasy football uh, this year." And I was like, "Well, okay, I mean, maybe we can figure something out. Maybe we'll get some teams with you know the your sisters or whatever it is, you know." Mm-hmm. He's like, "No, I, I want to play like in a real thing." And I was like, "Okay, all right, well, all right." And so what I did was, I made a point of going out. And rallying like eight guys who have sons mm-hmm. in the same age range, mm-hmm. friends of mine. Yeah, because I didn't get the invite. Yeah, because your son's too young. To uh, I'd, I'd, I'd jump at the chance to play any fantasy. Football I, I know, I know, and you'll get there at some point. But now, because now our league's established, yeah. so we started a father-son football league, fantasy football league. Okay, and there's eight guys, and they all have uh, sons who are into it. Whatever. So we we have our draft. We have our live draft. Yeah, and um, you know, my son doesn't really know. The player doesn't really know, you know, what's what. And so, uh, and I could only make him sit down for like five minutes. Sure. You know what I mean? Because then he's gone. So he sits down with me. We start, the, we're, we go into the live draft. You know, <clears throat> there's a point in the live draft where you get your, like a half an hour before you get your, your yeah. pick. Yeah. And uh, once again, I get the number one pick, which I don't really like the number one pick. But I've got the number one, number one pick. Yeah. Okay. And so I tell him, and I'm like, hey, buddy, we get the number one pick. Figuring he'd be excited about that, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, awesome. He said, let's pick Peyton Manning. Mm. And I was like, well, uh, Peyton Manning's value is not number one overall. Like, mm. we can pick him in maybe like the third round and still get him. Sure. So we pick somebody else in the in the over, overall first round, and and then we'll come back and we'll pick Peyton. Yeah. And that's when we started to fight, right? Because um, he's like, I want Peyton Manning. And you know why he wants Peyton Manning? He doesn't, he's never even watched Peyton Manning play. Yeah. He likes the the... Chicken parm you taste so good at. Oh, man. Chicken parm you taste so good. Chicken parm, you know. Chicken parm you taste so good. There's a new one out. It's yeah. not as good as the first one. But okay. Chicken parm you taste so good. Oh, man. Uh, losing feeling in my toes. You know. Yeah, uh, I love and that. So, uh, he loved that ad. And yeah. so he would sing it or whatever. So that's the reason why I wanted to pick Peyton Manning. And he's like, okay. Uh, he's like, no, no. I want Peyton Manning. We pick, a, you know, this is the father son league. And I'm like, no, you don't pick Peyton Manning with the first overall pick. That's crazy. And now we're fighting, right? You fucking bastard. And your so kid. it's your son. He is, and it's his league. And yet I'm sitting here telling him. And so he uh, he starts to cry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're a bastard. I picked, but he's I, a pussy. Well, I, I picked somebody else. He's lying. And then he started pussy. to cry. Okay. He cried. Okay. And I'm like, what? He goes, I wanted Peyton Manning. And then from there, he stopped talking to me. <laughs> he wouldn't talk to me oh, again. That's great. Like, literally, he would sit in the chair next to me and, you know, whatever. So in my mind, I'm like, all right, the saving grace will be we'll come around to round three, round four. I'll grab Peyton Manning. Yeah. Everything will be great. Yeah. Okay. So we're coming around the horn, and I'm about to pick, and the dude right in front of me picks Peyton Manning. Oh, man. Right in front of me. And. Cements the dysfunction in your yeah. family, and then and Boy. then forget about it. Yeah. Then he left the room. Then he wouldn't, you know. And then in my mind, I'm like, all right, maybe I can figure out a trade for him or That's whatever. Right. Beg but, and and pay. And so ultimately, my wife is like, "How did the draft go?" And I'm like, "Well, 
He cried and why? Why? Well, he wanted to take Peyton Manning. Why didn't you take Peyton Manning? Because <laughs> he's not worth the number one overall pick. That's why I didn't take Peyton Manning. <clears throat> you make people cry, Kev. I know. That's I have good. something to say though. Yeah. I realized something. You know, I thought of. You know, I, I don't even know how long it's been since we did our our crushes. Yeah. Episode like the actresses and and, yeah. and women that we had crushes on. You go. You revisit that. I thought of one that like. It hurt me that I disrespected her so badly by not remembering. Her. Really, and then she's not somebody that sent us. Somebody sent us some, you know, like a tweet or anything saying, "No, you no. forgot about bloody blah." No, no, no. It was uh, like, I, oh, somebody listened to it. I think yeah. your brother listened to it, or some, yeah. somebody was like, "Oh man, like uh, that was a great episode," and like, and said some woman that they had a crush on. I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, she's hot and everything." And then I remembered. What, I was like, "Oh my god," I just remembered one of the ultimates. Okay, for me. Okay, a woman. Mm-hmm. That I apologize to. Okay, because she's probably listening. By the name of Kate Capshaw. Really? I really fucking loved her. Okay. Oh yeah, like in uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah. Oh my God, did I have a crush on her? So did Spielberg, obviously. Yeah. Well, now <laughs> yeah, I know he did. He did. And so uh, he gave her the Temple of Boom. You know. What I'm yeah. Right. Uh, boom, boom. So. Then she was in Black Rain, and I really had a crush on her, Okay, too. Like okay, a, yeah. Um, but then there was a... It was when Steven Spielberg finally won the Oscars. Like, I still had a mad crush on her. Okay. And he said, like, and I want to thank my beautiful white Kate, and the camera uh, cut over to her. Yeah. And you could see, like, she didn't realize the camera was on her, and she gave him, like, the naughtiest, like, like, like horniest... I'm gonna fuck you? I'm kinda? fucking you tonight. Look. Really? And, like, 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 give him a little cat eye type thing, and, like... Sure. But, uh... Yep, yep, yep. I was like, oh, my God, she's so fucking gorgeous and hot. Really? Okay. Yeah. It's personal taste. Sure, sure. No, no, I, I, I like her. Heaving breasts in Temple yeah, yeah, of yeah. Doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Buxom. Buxom, certainly. Yeah. yeah. Buxom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, buxom <laughs> or heaving. Did I ever tell you about the time that I tried to write a book? No. When I was a kid? Uh-uh. We didn't talk about this? No. I don't think so. Like I had... Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You told me this story. Yeah, and I, I looked... Uh, you know, the, it, was the, it was the cold open of the, of the novel. It was like, supposed to be a thriller. Okay. I'd been reading those like first Deadly Sin, second Deadly Sin novels. Okay. As a kid. And I thought you were writing a letter to Penthouse. Was, was this? No, no. no. Okay. I tried that, too. <laughs> okay. I did try that. Okay, okay. That was a disaster. Okay. That was a disaster. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, but no, I tr- I tr- I uh, wrote the book. Yeah, and it was like a kill. Yeah. And it's uh, you know like I wanted to write like because they were always sexy. It was like you know the her sheer skirt clung to her mom's pubis like a <laughs> like a gossamer spider web clings to a trembling leaf in the morning. <laughs> right. You know, right. And, like right. So I was like, all right, right. I gotta get hot, sexy about this. Like eight years old or like sure. eleven years old. Or something. I was like, I get hot about this. And so I, I wanted to show that she had big tits because at right. the time that's what I I liked. Yep. And uh, I went, I got my, you know, my hard uh, back, my hard cover. Roger's. Yeah. <laughs> thesaurus and like, was like, how do I say big tits? What's a better way to say? Yeah. Big. Uh, and tits wasn't even the word I was looking for a synonym for. It was, no. it was big. Right. <laughs> right. It was going to be something right. tits. Right. And, uh, but the, the word I, the synonym I came up with was colossal. So it was colossal <laughs> right. tits. Right. right. I, I was, I, as the author, I, I stepped back from my opus. I was like, colossal tits. That's the one. Yeah. That's that, the way to go. That gets my point across. Sure. Because this woman's tits are huge. They're colossal. They're colossal. Right. <laughs> right. I showed it to my mom. I showed her the first like page that I'd written. Mom, right. what do you think? She said, you know, you can, uh, okay, you know, keep working on it. You can do better. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. You can do better. 
And did she did she say anything about the colossal tits? Didn't uh, specify like a. She didn't say that was. I mean, honestly, that's the first time I ever got feedback on a, a piece of <laughs> right. writing. So she gave you notes. I think she was uh, gentle about her right. notes. Now, if you wrote colossal tits and handed it into like, let's say HBO, HBO, or writing or, something for HBO, now. right, right, Russell Simmons, colossal tits, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet Russell wouldn't mind colossal. He liked the colossal tits. I'm gonna hang out with him this Wednesday. Are you? Yeah, I'm gonna party. This, the day this podcast comes out. I was telling you this, like, I got an email inviting yeah. me to this. It's a it's a charity event. It's a charity party. Okay, so you got to buy in. Uh, I don't know. I I it's five thousand dollars. It suddenly dawned on me after I RSVP'd. <laughs> right, it's a five thousand dollar plate. Because I told uh, my wife, I was like, oh yeah, we got we're, we got invited to a party at Russell Simmons' house on Wednesday night at his house. Wow. Now we're partners on this project, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, we're on this TV HBO project. Yeah. So what? I didn't. I think what for some is, reason I didn't get that invite. I think what it is, is that I also have another project with Russell. I see. As you know, I see. Did that one sell or? Uh, we are pitching it this week. So it hasn't sold yet, though. I'm just saying, like we ours is sold. Ours has sold and in process. We have been commenced to write it. The other one is speculative at this point. It is speculative that I didn't get the invite. You got the invite. Right. Right. But um. But anyway, and then he and I had a phone conversation the sure. other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He called to yeah. talk about the our TV the show. The project that, we're both working on. That yeah. we had sold, and it was a right. fantastic conversation. Right, right. But so I told my wife, I was like, <laughs> we get, she's like, she, my wife's like, we get in the name, we going. Did your wife say, did Kevin get invited? Uh, she did. Oh. She asked. Okay. And I said, I don't know. Okay. I haven't spoken to him. Okay. The, the invite only came like uh, yesterday. Oh, okay. And so I'm going to be in in Massachusetts. That's why he knows doing a scout, a super trooper scout. I must have told him, so I can't make it. I must have. To- I'll tell him. Tell Russell I can't make I'll it. I'll tell him you say hi. Kevin couldn't make it. He's in Boston <laughs> scouting uh, super troopers. Who's Kevin? <laughs> That's what he's going to say. because well, I told you how how I spoke to him on the phone, right? Yeah. I I got an email right from Russell Simmons and with a phone number. Right. And it was a New York City phone number. Okay. And so I was like, his account must have been hacked. Mm-hmm. You know, or I expect to be like Russell Simmons. And then it's like, hey, have you tried the uh, new dick enlarger? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> right, okay, okay, okay. Right. He's, right. he's been hacked. The message from Russell Simmons. Yeah. But it was just a, an email, Russell Simmons, and then a phone number. Yeah. And I was like, he got hacked. Right. And all of a sudden, another email from Russell Simmons came in and said, call me, please. Oh, and by the way, I'm sorry. The first one said, it said Russell Simmons, a phone number. And then after that, there was like a like a tag, like you know, you have from like your iPhone. It was a sign off, a signature. Right, right. And he has what, like probably like all like it was uh, like you can achieve a lot if you go about it with love, <laughs> or something like that. Something like in that. I, I can actually find it. I can find right. it in my phone here, right. but I don't. I don't want right. to take the time. But like I was like, but that part. At some like point, someone's got to call him on those things. Yeah, I was like, but that like, part sounds. Do you believe that yeah. shit, really, Russell? Yeah, with great love. Although you know what though, I I when I pitched him the movie, I did uh, quote. A passage from his book to him. Okay, okay. Oh, you sneaky motherfucker. Yeah, I, like uh, somebody said you something. sneaky motherfucker. Somebody said something about meditation. And he's like, yeah, more people should meditate. And I, and I was like, because if you can't find 30 minutes to meditate, then you probably need to meditate for an hour. Right, Russell? And he was like, that's right, motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> I was like, see, that's, that's what it, it, it paid off oh, doing my research. Anyway, so... Then I get a second email from Russell, and it says, call me, please. With great love, uh, you can accomplish a lot of things. Right, right. And I was like, oh, my God. It is Russell. Okay, so then, so then I call the phone number. Yeah. And his voice does not it's – a, it's a voicemail, and it's a woman. And she says, no one can pick up the phone right now. Please don't leave a voicemail uh, because it won't be answered, but you can text this phone number. Right. 
send a text instead. It's hard to get to him. It's so hard like, to get. Okay. To him. Yeah. So then I send a, a text. I say, "Hey Russell, um, it's Steve Lemmy. I got an email telling me. Uh, I got an email with your who phone number. Who the fuck number. is Steve Lemmy? <laughs> and who the fuck is Steve Lemmy? And and I go. Uh, I tried leaving a voicemail. Said to leave a text anyway. And then uh, I get a text back. Um, what uh, agency are you with? <laughs> and I said, no, I "That's said, the I don't know who the fuck you are." Yeah. Response. Now, mind you, and then uh, now, mind you, like when I, I had several meetings on this movie project. Right. I finally brought in my original Run DMC vinyl album. Right. And said, "Russell, could you autograph this for?" I was like, "I, I didn't want to do this, but I was like, I have to do this." And I said, "By the way, my name is Steve." And he's like, "I know your name, motherfucker." Uh, he didn't know your name. He didn't know my name. He's glad. I, I knew he didn't know my name. I told him my fucking name. He said, <laughs> "He said, you know." To Steve, pleasure being in business with you. I've got that now. It's great. Right. But anyway, so I write Steve Lemmy. He said, uh, what agency are you with? I said, I'm uh, one of the guys who is writing the, uh, the HBO oh, show project, with you right. and also doing this movie with you. Right. And he said, and then the phone rings. Okay. And he's like, what's up, Ben? And I was like, how's it going, Russell? And, uh, and then we had a great conversation. <laughs> okay. But anyway. And, but it was surreal. I was like. Right, just meeting with with Russell, with our first meeting sure. with Russell has been surreal. Great, yeah. All the the subsequent meetings have been surreal because it's like it's Russell fucking Simmons. Yeah, yeah. I grew up break dancing to Russell Simmons. Right, and then uh, to have him call me on the phone. You grew up break dancing to Russell. Simmons? I did. Yeah. Well, he's his, the things he produced. Yes, his music. Right. Yeah, but I knew who he was. He produced yeah, yeah. Curtis Blow. He produced Run DMC. Yeah, produced some fucking shit. He's the man. Yeah. Anyway. So. Right, and so and so uh, 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 now he knows you are to the point where he's inviting you to his house. And then, but now I'm like, it, after I, right after I RSVP'd, I was like, it's a charity event. I've been to charity events. They invite people with, with their money house because a lot people of money. are going to buy things That's right. and donate money. That's correct. And I'm just going to party. Uh, apparently not. It's date night. Because <laughs> <laughs> then what happens? And then, your wife will get all fucking. She'll start buying she's shit. Gonna, I can see you're sitting at the at the auction, the silent auction. Yeah, I don't know what's for sale. <laughs> I don't know what's for sale. This diamond, this diamond bicycle. What? <laughs> she's gonna buy old dirty bastards fucking uh, jewel, heavily uh, jewel encrusted goblet. <laughs> right. She's gonna say ODB yeah. on it. Uh, the bidding starts at twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. What? Honey, put your fucking, she'll hold up her like fucking, her thing that says like 69 on it. She's like, over here, motherfucker. Because, and also, the, well, anyway, that's, it's, it's actually going to, I want, I will want to talk about it. Because, you know, my wife, like she could fancies herself uh, pretty street. Right. Like when we went out to, I know I'm name dropping now, but when we went out to dinner with Lavelle Crawford. Right. She was like, she'd be like, and I walk around the thing, I I didn't say, like, I was, and this motherfucker comes to me, I regulated on him, I, and, like, Lavelle's wife was like, where'd you say you were from again? And she's like, she's like, Miami. And I was like, oh, my God. But they're like, and then it's like, when she sells it like that, right. th- she's like, okay, girl, okay, oh, now I'm feeling you, girl. And okay. I was like, oh, motherfucker, okay, she's in. Right. She, well, she's street, she's in, right. she's got credibility, and then I'm trying to fucking ride her coattails in right. there. They're not buying it. So what she's going to do at what she's going to do at Russell Simmons' house? She's got moves, dude. Can I say one thing to you? Yeah. Don't fuck up our deal on what, Wednesday night. What deal can I fuck up? Well, because you're going to because what will happen is you're so excited to go there and party, yet all the signs are telling me that it's not the party you think it is, <laughs> and you're going to show up there already wasted with you and your wife. Yeah. And you guys are going to. It's like a Stone. sitcom. You guys are going to torpedo the deal that we have with him at HBO. What up, Russ? 
Because also, he's not seen me with my handlebar mustache either. <laughs> <laughs> now, who are you again? I'm going to come in like a, like a sky blue tuxedo, like Dumb and Dumber, you know? <laughs> yeah. What, what up? agency are you with? What up, R? <laughs> hey, R. Your eyes will be bloodshot from the weed you smoke on the yeah, way over. On the Uber. And the, uh, yeah, no Uber on the way Uber over. Because we get fucked up tonight. Show up with a bottle. With all the champagne. Like, it could be like a couple thousand bucks, like, you know, plate dinner kind of thing. I'm actually going to check tomorrow and be like, I'm going to uh, call and be like, is this a buy-in type situation? Because what is, what is your threshold? What is your threshold? It's not high. Like, like let's say they come back and say it's a thousand bucks not a going. plate. Not going. Let's say they come back and say it's 500 bucks a plate. Um, out. <laughs> you might walk out of their swag. You know, who knows, bro? I always, I always buy something at those auctions. First, because I like charity events. Yes, you should. Um, and also because the stuff they have at those things is fucking great. Yeah. But I don't know. I, always, I feel like it's always like a, there's a, always a wrinkle to it. Like I've gone to a bunch of those and like you get like a... Like a, a weekend at a resort or something like that, and then like you call them up and they're like, "It's actually only these particular dates, yeah. you know." And then, yeah. and then like it expires. Yeah, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I got one of those. Yeah, but, I, I've got a couple of those. Yeah, but and and uh, and also a lot of the times they're like, "We don't even know what you're talking about." You're like, "No, no, it was donated to the chair." I because yeah. we have a thing like uh, we've done a lot of NHL charities, right? And um, you know, like a lot of the the ones we've gone to. There will be a silent auction first. Yeah. Which for people who haven't gone to that, there's a bunch of items for, for sale, for auction, and there's a list, and you've got a number. So you're like, uh, okay, 45, I right. bid this much money for this thing. And people who want it will keep anonymously uh, bidding on things. Right. And then there's a live auction, which is like, you know, when you're raising your hand for, for a bid. But the silent auction, as Broken Lizard, there was a long period of time where we would fi- like we'd find out the other guy's number. Right. And we would be bidding on random things around the room, and like you'd find out like that you had, like, uh, like I, I signed, I, I was purchased a uh, um, a WNBA autographed basketball. <laughs> I don't even, I can't even read this. Thing. I have no idea right. who autographed it. And it cost it. you like one hundred and seventy-five bucks. And it's one of those deals where someone else put your name down as a joke, and then you're stuck. You got to buy it. Yeah, Stolhansky. It's as if someone raised your hand during an auction. Yeah, and it's like the first year that we went, it was like, hey, it was funny. Like you know, I think I wrote Stolhansky's name down for like he he bought like two uh, a two Barbie set. Sure. For like a hundred and fifty bucks. Right. And then he bought me like a nine iron, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't play golf. All right. And, so, and then, uh, then he did. He put me down for like, uh, like a weekend at a resort in Scotland. <laughs> and it's like it's cost me like you know four hundred fifty bucks for two nights in Scotland. But it's like to get there, I'm gonna have to buy a fucking plane ticket right. for two. Right. <laughs> and go to this thing. I'm like Scotland. Not happening. It's a great place. I would love to go. I would love to go. But it's like you know. I feel like though uh, we went to uh, the NFL charity one that Mike Roos is uh, yeah. was putting on, and you did not get worked, but you in fact worked yourself by bidding on some ridiculous item that you had no interest in whatsoever. It wasn't a ridiculous item. It was, it was a sign. well to you. I'm saying like for some reason it was a person that you weren't necessarily a fan of, right? Was it Dick Butkus? Dick Butkus. Yeah, okay. Autographed Dick Butkus football Bears jersey. Dick Butkus. And you're not a Bears fan. 
I'm not a Bears fan, but I, I loved Dick Butkus in Police Academy movies. <laughs> well, why uh, why would you bid on that? I didn't think I was going to win. It was an, what were you doing? You were trying to bounce the price. Up? I was trying to. I was also trying to appear not cheap. Okay. Because also, like, look, we go to those things, and there's people, there's professional athletes of those things. I mean, some of these things are going for twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. I can't afford that shit. Sure. So, but like, uh, but, but I don't think anyone gives a shit that you. Bid on a Dick Buckus no, shirt. No, because like at the at the Podine, at the Sean Podine ones, at yeah. the Team Twenty Five ones, the NHL one. Yeah, uh, I remember there's one guy. I won't say his name. He was one of the local business owners, mm-hmm. but he'd like do some things, and he'd be watching. And he'd be like, "Come on, movie stars, come on, bid." Sure. Somebody sure. buys. He'd be like calling us out. You're like, um, I can't. Sure. Uh, you know, I'm actually I'm not rich like you think I am. Um, <laughs> I can't afford the. I, when was the last time you saw me in a movie? Yeah, like I really I do want to buy the um, autographed. <laughs> Slapshot poster. I'd really love to have it, but uh, I can't. Uh, I don't. I can't write a check for twenty thousand dollars today. <laughs> and uh, sorry. So, so at the at the Roos one, I was like, I was trying to get in early, like get some goodwill by raising my hand. Right. Right. It wasn't even that expensive. I mean, we were at like three hundred fifty dollars or something like that. But I was hoping somebody else was going to raise it. It was, it was like people were raising their hand, and I was like, yeah. I got in. Yeah. And also, everyone stopped raising their hand, and right. they're like sold. And I was like, "Aha! Oh, I don't want a fucking Dick Butkus jersey." Sure. And then I tried to sell it to Shander Sekar because he's right. a he's a Bears fan, Chicago guy, right? But he didn't want it. Which maybe you could sell it to someone or someone from the Chew Crew. <laughs> uh, does anybody want a Dick Butkus uh, autographed Dick Butkus jersey for? Uh, I'll give it to you half price. Do you still have it? Yeah, I've got it. Where's like hanging in your closet? Hanging in my closet with all the fucking jerseys I've got. <laughs> All the other jerseys you got stuck by? Well, because like fail. No, it is it is kind of funny because we do have like like for instance, Roos sent us all Tennessee Titans jerseys yes. with our names on them. Yeah. Got one of those. Yeah. When you and I did live shows in Winnipeg, they gave us Winnipeg Jets jerseys. Yes. Got one of those. Yeah. I ha- of course have my Rangers jerseys. I've got an autographed Messier yeah. jersey. I've got an SAT Here's jersey. my problem with those situations though, yeah. which, you know, uh uh Whenever the people give me the shirt, yeah, it's never big enough. Sure, and I get it. the The Winnipeg Jets shirt, it's Canada. People are a little smaller up there. Oh, they don't know shit. to get me a double XL. Oh, 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 oh shit. now Roos, on the other hand, who was a uh, the left tackle for the Tennessee Titans, yeah, and he, you know, about six eight, three hundred pounds, dwarfs you. For some reason, he got me like a large, yeah, and it didn't fit me, yeah. So what do you want me to do? I don't know, but it's yours. It's got your name on it. Heffernan. I gave it to my brother, who's very thin. Okay. And his name is Hefferton. Okay. And now he has that. Oh, look at that. There you go. Which brings us back, though, to the, the Russell Simmons thing, is that you... I'm curious to hear this story well, about what happens. Happen, is then tomorrow I'm going to be like, I need to dress hip-hop. This thing. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, ooh, I'll wear a, a sports jersey. I'm going to wear my Dick Futkus autographed uh, jersey. That's a tough one. And then I'm going to sure. like, high top with my Adidas white on whites and fat sure. laces and my uh, Dick Butkus shirt. Sure. What up, Russ? What up, R? <laughs> Who's that guy? Who is that with the handlebar mustache? Who is that guy? Although I did like at that time we went to the uh, the pitch meeting with him. He admitted that he had had no idea who we were earlier, right? And he was like, "I just looked, I just finally looked up you, motherfucker. Broken, li- I'm in the presence of royalty. <laughs> oh man, I didn't realize you're the motherfucking comedic genius. Uh, who's this again? Uh, the fuck out of you here. being checkbook, motherfucker? Oh, uh, it's it's five thousand dollars getting the door. Yeah." Oh, you th- Oh, you in the cheap seats. Oh, you the outer rung of table over there. Oh, you over there. Well, if that if that's the case, I'm gonna tell my wife. I'm like, we're not going. It's a five thousand dollar plate buying. Right. We did get the nanny. We're going on date night. Well, when she say, why don't you get a job? Then you could take me. Why don't you make some money then, motherfucker? Then you could take me. 
Um, but okay, so so uh, so now we've covered a lot of topics. What? Here's something like I talked to my dad because remember, like there was a podcast a while ago. It's yeah. a while. I, I don't think anyone will remember now, but like I made a joke about how like uh, like we were talking about like old actors that like or like when Omar we, Sharif it was when Omar Sharif died. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck it. Look at you yeah. with your memory. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And uh, and and like how my dad would like he loved Omar Sharif and like you know who are the, his other actors and like he was saying no Yves Montand but uh, <laughs> you know he was uh, still pretty good. <laughs> so like I was like I wonder what movies like movie stars my dad really does love. Okay. And so I asked him. Okay. I, I was like, Dad, like, do you, did you do you love uh, Yves Montand? Is your favorite actor Yves Montand? And he was like, Uh well, he was he was good, but uh, but he was French, <laughs> right? And I was like, "Oh, uh, well, who are your favorite actors of all time?" And he's like, "Oh, you know who I love? Uh, Johnny Weissmuller, <laughs> like, Tarzan, Tarzan." And he's like, "Oh, he was great as Tarzan." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, Johnny Weissmuller. Okay, that's interesting. I didn't expect that." Well, you want to know why? Because that's when your that was when your dad didn't speak English, right? And so that was probably him, like. When he was a kid in Argentina, the only movies they had were probably the Tarzan movies right. from America. Because cause Johnny Weissmuller, as Tarzan, couldn't speak English. Yeah. And had to learn it. Oh, he was German or something? No, no, no. I mean, oh, I mean the, character, the character Tarzan. Yeah. Right, right. Sure, right. sure. I wonder how you subtitled that. He only that. spoke uh, monkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he spoke monkey, and yeah. then uh, they taught him how to speak English. <laughs> That's awesome. Um do you think? Yeah, uh, do you think his audition? They were like, "All right, uh, you're gonna have to improvise some monkey, uh, some monkey business." Now, what he was an Olympic, uh, he was an Olympic swimmer, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's how they did it. If you imagine my my dad. So he was not an actor at all. Yeah, that's your dad's favorite actor. That's my dad's favorite actor. But that's like a foreigner who's like you know he thinks Arnold Schwarzenegger is a great actor. <laughs> yeah. You know? But I bet you could ask you could ask one million people that question. And not one person would say Johnny Weissmuller. I bet one out of one million people would say they like Yeah, your dad. Johnny Weissmuller. Your father. You're right. Fine. Right. Fine. Nobody else would say I'm it. getting defensive. Right. right, uh, right. But it, I'm trying to now imagine the dubbed, <laughs> if it was subtitled or if they dubbed a Spanish voice over Johnny Weissmuller. And then how they reinterpret. You know how like when we've watched the Spanish version of our movies? Yeah. It's like your guy is like, a, you know, like the... The fat, lispy guy. Le, the moron sounding yeah, guy. Yeah, like, right. Right, right. And so there's like the goofy guy, like the Robert Benini. And I'm the crazy guy. Like, yeah. Right. Uh, I wonder like what the Tarzan version of that in Spanish is like. Well, they don't have to pay that guy until halfway to the movie when sure. he starts speaking English. You don't think they, they get like a, a different, like a more Hispanic monkey? No. Like a cappuccino monkey or something? <laughs> to do the monkey voice? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how they do that it. That is it. I should be one of those uh, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll roll down the list. I, I was like, who else did you did you like? And okay. then, he, he, then he just went off. He was like, oh, I love the James Stewart. Sure. I love the uh, James Stewart. No, I can see that. Sure. Yeah, I was like, he's classy. He's like, oh, he was a gentleman. Right. And classy. Then, and then he said, oh. Clark Gable was tough. <laughs> Clark Gable was tough. Did he, ha- he had like a... An E in there? Clark Gable? Clark. I mean, in the old days, he called him Clark Gabulo. <laughs> Gablo. Clark. It's Clark Gable was tough. Right. And I said, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. And then he said, oh, Gary Cooper was tough. Sure, too. Gary Cooper, yeah. But sensitive also. Yeah, and he said, ooh, Cary Grant. Uh-huh. Cary Grant, that he was a man. Okay. He was a man. Okay. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes, oh. 
Humphrey Bogart. He was tough. He was tough. He was tough. In Casablanca. Oh. Huh? He, and then Maltese Falcon. He was tough. As Sam Espade. As <laughs> Sam Espade. As Sam Espade. He was a tough. It would be pretty good just hearing your dad read the names of those actors. Clark Gable. Clark Humphrey Gable. Bogart. Yeah. Anyway, that's his list. Okay. That's a great list. It's a good list. My uh, dad's favorite actor. You know who my dad's favorite actor is? Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Be able, you should be able to guess it easily. Paul Newman. No. Um, uh, Robert Duvall. No. Um, your dad's favorite. Is it you? No. Is it me? No. Uh, your dad does love me, though. He's told me. Yeah. Uh, John Wayne. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm surprised I didn't say John Wayne. Come on, right? Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, you got you to gotta know that. The uh, Fonz was my guy. I remember I went as the Fonz. Uh, I was the, the Fonz was your favorite actor? I did. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't. I, I wasn't like, uh, I didn't think the Fonz was tough. I know we've talked about this. Yeah, yeah. Like, to me, the good version of the Fonz was uh, Danny Zuko in Greece. Well, I thought the Fonz was tough at that age, but as you get a little older, you realize that it wasn't. And then you would see, obviously, you'd see Henry Winkler and other stuff, like Night Shift or whatever. Henry like. Winkler? Henry, Henry Winkler. You know what's great about this podcast? I've just realized something, Queen. What? This is the first time in the entire history of our, our podcast that you have actually allowed us to just bullshit. Uh, well, I guess so. I, but I, now I don't know what, I'm gonna la- what we're labeling this thing. I don't know. Just bullshit. We just label bullshit. It. We label it bull- just bullshit. Kevin, <laughs> well, let's call it, yeah, just bullshit. Just bullshit. Kevin actually allows us to just bullshit. Yeah. What are you going to do? Sometimes it's nice to just, like, bullshit. If they don't like it, they don't have to listen to it. This is, this, it was the first time we've ever actually just chewed it. That's true. You and I just chewed it. Let me see if I've got any bullshit here. Well, anything uh, topical, anything, anything timely. Uh, you know what? What? May he rest in peace, Yogi Berra. Oh, yeah. It's uh, he lived a great life, and he was what, ninety years old. Yeah. So, you know, but I mean, that was a class act and a baseball legend. Totally. And it was fun to see those. It's funny to see those pictures of him, like in his prime. Oh man, he's a funny looking dude. <laughs> it's funny too because like. I th- I think about like when I first became aware of him in 1977. Right. When I was first really following the Yankees. Right. He was already a Yankees old timer, and I and at that age I was like, man, he's old looking. Right. And every time I'm like, man, he's old looking. He's so old and like so funny looking. Right. So awkward looking. Yeah. And uh, and then you'd read those like the yogiisms. Sure. And they were hilarious. Yeah. The thing is, to me is, though, like, um, which I feel a little detached from it, is that he is not a guy that I ever saw play. Right. He's before my time. Yeah. You know, he stopped playing in the early 60s, so it's like, I, I think I think when those guys start dying, <laughs> I should say that, that are more from, you know, my childhood. Sure, like when Mattingly dies, you're going to be beside yourself. Forget about it. Forget about Bernie it. Williams. Died. I mean, some of those guys in the seventies are are obviously passed away, and, and and but like you know, the guys that you remember when those, I, th- I feel like I'll, it'll have more of an impact on me than Yogi. Yogi's like a is like a cultural icony kind of guy. You know what I mean? And that's what makes it so interesting. But I I was thinking about it, like you know, it's like because I remember when like guys that my dad idolized would pass away. Yeah, and you know, like Jimmy Stewart and stuff like that. Like when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, my dad would be like, "Oh, he was a great man. He he was a oh he he could dance." You know, like when like Bing Crosby died, like, "Oh, he right. was a fantastic dancer." Right. 
or even somebody that like I hadn't even heard of. He, you know, he's like, oh, when Gato Barbieri died. <laughs> oh. Ah, Gato Barbieri. You know, can I, uh, I was meaning to ask you this yeah. now that we're on the subject of your dad. Um, the Pope just came to New York City. Dude. Was he, like, beside himself? Did he get out there? Did he try to see him somehow? You know, he, my dad and I have actually been playing phone tag. Okay. And uh, that's that's the first thing. Uh, that's our first order of business to talk about. Because, like, my dad is very religious. Very religious. Argentinian. Argentinian. The and, Pope is from Argentina. Yeah, and uh, and is the first Argentinian Pope. Oh, yeah, and, and a, I'm sure a hero to your father. When uh, Well, when he was elected Pope, yeah, it was... I mean, that's an honor for Argentina. Sure. And my dad was, exci- as a religious man... It's, it's like winning like, the World Cup. Oh, but <laughs> but better. Um, but more religious. It's winning the God Cup. <laughs> right. I'd actually like to ask my dad which would mean more to him, winning one more World Cup <laughs> before he passes away or this guy becoming the Pope. He'll say he'll say this guy becoming the Pope. Right. My dad's got his head on straight. <laughs> right. Well... Yeah. Although not when it comes to soccer. It depends. Yeah, that is a tough one. That's a hard yeah, one. He's going to be a tough But um, I was talking to our friend Rich. in, uh, uh, in uh, He lives in New York. And he said he got a really funny text from his daughter, who's like, I don't know, probably 11. Yeah. And uh, she was at her school across town. Yeah. And uh, the text was, uh, can't make it home. Uh, Pope coming up Third Avenue. Gonna hang out and have pizza with my friends, <laughs> and, and he just said he looked at that text for a while. Yeah. What a funny text! Didn't give Can't a get across town because the Pope's coming up Third Avenue. Yeah, funny. Yeah, no, I, I I watched a few of his different speeches, and uh, uh, you know he's an impressive guy. I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not all about that that office, but um, um I get it. It's impressive to see a guy in the world right now we're in. You you see all these guys making all these speeches right now uh, who have uh, agendas. It's either a money agenda or whatever, some agenda. Uh, he just seems to only need to stand up for poor people mm-hmm. and uh, less many. fortunate and many others. Yeah, and that's and that's. But I'm saying that that's there is no one else that powerful uh, who has that big of a microphone that speaks for that group of people. Which is a very interesting thing to watch. Well, absolutely, and also, but he is—he was chosen specifically because he speaks to a lot of uh, a lot of people who were previously oppressed. Sure, but no, it's impressive to see him on the floor of Congress, or you know, giving that speech to these you know wealthy body of uh, influencers so, to have a different agenda than all of them, and all of them, all of them, yeah, every one of them. Like they asked him to stay for for lunch. And instead, he went down to a homeless shelter. Yeah, because he didn't give a shit about them. No, he doesn't care about having to impress some senators. No, the gay marriage, the role of women—I don't like any of that. But uh, and uh, any of his positions in that shit. But I like this stuff. Oh, I was like, when you said that, you're like, gay marriage and uh, and role of women. I don't like any of that stuff. I don't like I any. Don't like I don't like his position on any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Abortion. I don't like his position on any of that stuff. But. He seems like an impressive guy. Yeah. That's my Pope talk. Right? Yeah, right. That's that's what it is. Heffernan talks about the Pope. Yeah. We, we break it down. We're just shooting the shit. We talk everything from fantasy football to the Pope. Yeah. No, no. You know what I'm going to chew right now? Yeah. Some fat. <laughs> okay. Finally. How apropos. And you know what? It tastes delicious. It tastes like Does bacon. It, it tastes extraneous. Mm, oh, you must have hated this episode. <laughs> 
<laughs> and like your brother and your wife would be like, that was the best episode ever. You guys should do that more often. And you'd be like, I hate it. It makes me uncomfortable. I didn't get to my lists. I prefer having somewhere to go. You must have felt listless today. Oh. What oh. up? That's why Russell Good Simmons one. invites me to parties. That's why he Good does. Good one. He's like, guess you so. a motherfucking wordsmith. It's funny to watch uh, The Kingsman, though, that uh, that movie. Yeah. Which is a great movie. Very good. I uh, love that movie. I've watched it twice now. Have you? Yeah. But uh, Sam Jackson is doing Russell Simmons. Yeah. And there was a point where I'm watching the movie, and then it, it clicks in for me. Like, I'm watching, and I'm like, that's a weird choice by Sam Jackson. And then you go and go and go, and you're like, holy shit, he's doing Russell Simmons. And then... Plot-wise, it plays out that it is, you know, essentially it is Russell Simmons. Yeah. And that's a funny moment. Well, they had a falling out about it. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. That's what I heard. But then they've reconciled. A little side note about Kingsman. Okay. So I, uh, you know, I watched it when I was down, when I went down to uh, North Carolina. Right, you watched in your hotel room. I watched in my hotel room. Yeah. And really enjoyed it. Yeah. And then came back and it was a night, my wife, my wife was like, let's watch a movie, motherfucker. (laughs) And I was like, okay. Uh, And so like, we went out to Netflix this was like Bring It On or something like that. It was like, you know, like, my, my, surprisingly, my wife loves old movies. Like, oh, she like does? Audrey Hepburn. And like Step Up or No, no, before, <laughs> pre, like earlier, earlier. Okay, okay. okay. No, yeah, she'd like, like let's watch Made in Manhattan. There was actually one time I came home and uh, I was like, what did you watch this, this weekend? It was when we came from home for the road. She's like, I, I ain't going to tell you. And then, but it was one of those things where, like, then I went on the Netflix queue and it's like recently watched by Steven's, like, Made in Manhattan. And I was right. like, Did you watch Made in Manhattan? She's like, Oh, f- oh fuck you, motherfucker. I love J Lo. But so, okay, Kingsman. so Kingsman, she's like, What? Let's watch a fucking movie. And right. so, like, I put on Netflix and she's like, Just pick something. And I was like, Well, what do you want to watch? She's like, I don't do the thing where you, like, start, watch, like, look at every fucking movie and, like, the new releases <laughs> and, like. Holy shit, she's taking you down. Yeah, it's like, Oh, she gets so impatient. She's, she's like, Because what I do. I'll go. I'll look at the Netflix. I look at all the new releases. Yeah, because I want to see. Yeah. Then I go to the Amazon. Yeah. And I look at all the new releases over there. Okay. And then the Amazon Prime ones. What's free on right. Amazon? Right. And and she's like, just fucking pick a fucking movie. Right. And so I was like, uh, all right. Uh, how about this movie Kingsman? I hear that's pretty good. And I said that. She was like, uh, what's it about? And I was like, well, you already seen it at that point. I was down a road where I had said I've heard that's pretty good. Okay. And I didn't want to like go back and say I actually watched it because then she would have been like, let's not. Watch. I was like. Suddenly I wasn't in the mood because I wanted to like investigate. I was like, I, sure. I was kind of sleepy when I watched the first time and like the reception wasn't great on my computer. Right. And I told you about the end scene, which you told me missed the end and scene. And I missed it. And I was like, right. And that actually was one of the, 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 the driving forces. And right. so I was like, uh, I actually heard it was really good. It's like a fun, like kind of like a, it's like a, that movie Kick-Ass, which she liked. And I was like, yeah. but like with James Bond, and she's like, all right, let's watch that shit. Mm-hmm. And so we watched it. And I was like, I was like. She wasn't crazy about it. No, she didn't like it? I was like, do you mm. love it? She, she was like, that's all right. Mm. I, like, huh, I think it's great. Fuck it. I think it's a great movie. Yeah. All right. Okay, everyone. Uh, well, that was a pure shoot the shit right there, Still bro. Kept, kept the shit going. I loved it. Kevin hated it. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week with a topic. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Nerdist.com.